Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks. From KQED. Before we get started, just a note on this episode. There are descriptions of physical violence and harm that may be hard for some people to hear. The sheriff of Santa Clara County, Lori Smith, could be in big trouble. There are a series of scandals surrounding her, including allegations of corruption, bribery, and abuse in county jails. There could also be legal consequences, A civil grand jury has accused her of misconduct, and on Wednesday, State Attorney General Rob Bonta said he was launching a civil rights investigation into her office. If this continues to snowball, Sheriff Smith could be removed from office, and it would have a huge ripple effect in Santa Clara County, where she's worked in law enforcement for nearly a half century. Sheriff Lori Smith has been around for so long, and we've sort of heard whispers of bribery scandals and abuse in jails, but we haven't seen anything really come of any of that, and now we might. I'm Alan Montesilio, and welcome to The Bay, local news to keep you rooted. Today, why the push to investigate Lori Smith is happening now. I'm Sasha Coca, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse Golden State. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey, that's where you go to Sunshine State. But we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, what's up? I'm Erica Cruz Guevara, the host of The Bay. Donations keep independent journalism alive and healthy. And you support outstanding journalism when you support KQED. So if you haven't yet, check out donate.kqed.org slash podcasts. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcasts with an S. So this isn't the first time elected officials have put pressure on Sheriff Lori Smith. Back in August, the County Board of Supervisors called for her office to be investigated. And some people, including San Jose Mayor Sam Licardo, said that she should resign. KQED reporters Alex Emsley and Aditi Bunlamudi talked about this with Devin Kadiyama and explained why some officials want her out of office. I want to thank County Supervisors Joe Simidian and Otto Lee for their recent efforts to bring facts to light as reflected in a memorandum that their board will consider tomorrow. I support their recommendations, but those recommendations should be unnecessary. Sheriff Smith must resign. 
last week, the mayor of San Jose, Mayor Sam Licardo, called for the resignation of County Sheriff Lori Smith. Aditi Banlamudi covers Silicon Valley for KQED. She's been reporting the story with fellow KQED reporter Alex Hemsley. This is a really big deal because for a while, we've been hearing about scandals and bribery schemes and jail abuse coming out of the county jails and coming from the county sheriff's office, but nothing has really seemed to happen on that. And now there seems to be some sort of movement. I'll turn back now to Supervisor Smidian and Lee, who brought this forward to us. The day after he called for her resignation, the Santa Clara County Board of Supervisors voted to call for an investigation into these various allegations. I think what I would say uh, is this, the referral lays out uh, over the course of eight pages a very uh, disturbing pattern of uh, behavior One involves jail abuse, another involves um, a criminal grand jury probe into a bribery scheme in which, in exchange for favors, the sheriff's office handed out uh, concealed carry weapons permits. And there's also possible favors given for campaign donations to the sheriff's re-election campaign in 2018. Felt I had no other option but to take a step uh, uh, of this consequence notwithstanding the fact that some folks who've testified today think it is uh, far too little. Um, But uh, I just don't see that we've been left with any other choice. Alex Emsley, I want to bring you in here. Can you just remind me, who is Lori Smith? She is the longtime serving sheriff of Santa Clara County. She's been with the department for almost five decades, 48 years. Wow. She was elected to sheriff in 1997. Her first term began in 1998. So she's got over two decades as uh, the sheriff of Santa Clara County. And how would you describe her approach to law enforcement? She's recently described it, um, you know, that she's proud of the work that she and her office do. But she's also repeatedly been criticized for blocking reform efforts and really access to information from inside the sheriff's department. After years of allegations, why is it come to this point? Why is it such a big deal now? I think what's different here is there are, you know, local politicians who are really inferring or or alleging um, corruption in the office. There's also a few, anyway, high-profile cases in which people with mental illness held in the county jails were severely injured in custody. Those are the big ones, but Mm -hmm. there are other kind of criticisms out there, questions about transparency, cooperation on on the part of the sheriff, and whether she really is interested in things like transparency and accountability for her office. Let's actually talk about some of these bigger instances that have come up. Aditi, I want to go to you, and you've mentioned the concealed carry incidents. What is that story? What happened there? Late last year, Under Sheriff Rick Sung and Captain James Jensen, they're both top aides for the sheriff's office. They were accused of requesting bribes for concealed firearms licenses. And what happened was, you know, there was an investigation, a two-year investigation led by the DA's office, which showed that both Sung and Jensen 
held up issuing a concealed carry weapons license in exchange for something of value. Hmm. For example, um, the Apple chief security officer tried to get four concealed carry weapons licenses from the sheriff's department. And there was a promise that was made under Sheriff Rick Sung and Captain Jensen to donate 200 iPads in exchange for these licenses. They were indicted. And when they came to Sheriff Lori Smith to testify, she pleaded the fifth because she didn't want to self-incriminate. Now, she's been asked about why she did that. You know, I think that that's a right everyone has. Um, during the investigation, the DA's office never asked me any questions. I didn't know what the investigation was about. And that is my right, and I'm, I'm glad that I did it. Which is true, but some would argue that that is a little shady. October of last year, the decision to declined to cooperate with a grand jury investigation of her own staff. And this is something that Mayor Sam Licardo said. It's it's something that, you know, people saw and noticed that she pleaded the fifth and they're they're taking notice to that. And it's and it's a little unsettling to them. That should disqualify anyone from serving in any law enforcement capacity, let alone as the highest ranking law enforcement officer in the county. Okay, that's the concealed carry incident. And Alex, I know there's another really big issue here that has to do with incarcerated people at Santa Clara County jails. What happened there? And what does that have to do with Sheriff Lori Smith? The issue of, of mental Ill, illness in county jails is one that is throughout California, throughout the nation, right? In Santa Clara County, in August of 2018, Andrew Hogan, was arrested not necessarily f for the expectation that he would be held for cr you know criminal charges, but really to get him into a psychiatric unit at the main jail. But there wasn't room at the psychiatric unit. So he ended up being housed at another jail, Elmwood, on suicide watch. Andrew Hogan has severe schizoaffective disorder. He deteriorates over a couple of days that he's held in a regular jail cell, starts beating his head against the wall of, the, of that jail cell. Correctional officers decide that they really need to transport him to that psychiatric facility at the main jail. But, you know, in a legal claim that's eventually filed in this case, it's argued that here's where poor decisions start to get made. So what happens next? He isn't medically transported. Instead, he's basically coaxed or pushed into um, a normal prisoner transport van. This is a caged uh, van um, while he's basically his, his um, hands and uh, legs, waist are shackled. His head isn't restrained in any way, and he's been beating his head uh, against a wall already. On the drive over to the main jail, that continues. He's starting to seriously injure himself. When... The prisoner transport van arrives at the main jail. At this point, Hogan is, is severely injured, but continuing to injure himself, I understand, from people who've seen the video, including um, his attorney, Paula Canny. At this point, people could intervene, but they don't. And they did nothing. They sat. There, must have, there were many correctional officers surrounding that guard with the door shut, with Andy still banging his head. Uh, and they're like, whatever, who cares? A prolonged period of time goes on where Andy Hogan is, continues to injure himself or be severely injured before eventually paramedics arrive and, and he gets treatment. 
By that time, Andy was unconscious. The only sound coming from that van was Andy's deep snore. The sound is indicative of someone who suffered a potentially fatal head injury. He suffered a traumatic brain injury. He was in a coma for six weeks. He's still permanently disabled. Um, this, these were really serious injuries. And I think it led people, including his attorney, and I really think the sheriff's office too, to question how could this happen again after so many years and so much effort put into preventing this very kind of thing from happening. And so what does that awful story have to do with the accusations against Sheriff Lori Smith? The other piece of it is that a former higher up in the sheriff's office, Amy Lee, in 2018, uh, lieutenant and watch commander of the main jail facility, was present when Andrew Hogan was injured and was really the ranking officer on the scene. Mm -hmm. She was promoted to captain three months later. At the same time, Lori Smith is running for re-election and Amy Lee is the head of the Correctional Officers Union. And that organization, through an independent expenditure committee, a political action committee, raises and spends $300,000 to re-elect Sheriff Smith that year. She's in this contentious re-election campaign. This is all information that's been kind of compiled and put together in a singular document by the Santa Clara County Board of Supervisors at this point, who have unanimously passed this document. And it says, here's all of these kind of puzzle pieces. And if you put them together, there could be, an, uh, this is a direct quote, an appearance of impropriety. I should be clear, look, a coincidence uh, is not proof of anything, uh, but when there are this many unanswered questions and when there is so little transparency, then you have to say, all right, let's see the information and let's make sure that others who have the authority take a look at just what happened and why. You know, Joe Simidian laid out what he said, here's a, you know, coincidentally, a series of coincidences that to him, he says, you know, need more, they, they need more information about this. And if there wasn't, in fact, meaningful discipline, I think you have to ask the hard question, is that somehow connected to political influence, endorsement by uh, the uh, Correctional Officers Union and uh, $300,000 in funds, which happened to be spent during the same year that this incident occurred and when the tragedy took place. So, Oddity, we have all these different stories and allegations related to bribery and jail abuse that has led, you know, some elected officials in Santa Clara County and some other members of the public to call for investigations into the county sheriff, Lori Smith, or in some cases just outright saying that she should resign. What has the sheriff said about all this? So, um, thank you for all being here. Um, I understand there was a press conference yesterday by uh, Mayor Licardo. Sheriff Smith says she's not resigning. She says she welcomes any investigation, and she even called on the FBI to look into uh, these allegations and what's going on. She she says she welcomes it. I support all of the investigations he's recommending, including additional. Um, the only thing that I would do as a caveat is the release of confidential information. I would hope that in doing so, 
that the Board of Supervisors really consider the impact on the families, on the victims um, and their families. They've been through... When these accusations and these allegations are sort of brought to her, she says that the sheriff's office and the county has made changes to the way they treat incarcerated people with mental illnesses and mental disabilities. Um, some of those are again up on the board. We're really proud of the accomplishments and our team is great. Today we have here um, a lot of the command staff um, from the jails. We have formed um, a new classification unit. She also and- says that you know, her office is understaffed and under-resourced. And she sort of points to, you know, um, Santa Clara County is building a new jail, um, which is supposed to be better than the one that they have right now. And it's going to, um, you know, have like 535 beds. Um, and and she's, she sort of points to that being something that will help them be able to, to do a better job. The change is not as quick as I would like it. But something that will certainly be standing in the way will be if we don't get a new jail, we're going to have more problems with out-of-cell time and compliance with the consent decrees. She says that they're doing the best that they can with the little resources that they have. Mayor Licardo needs to focus on what it is he's doing instead of being a mouthpiece for the Mercury News. Where he got his information, I wonder who he's parroting it from, because I don't believe as mayor he's come into the jails. I'm not sure if Samidian has either. Thank you very much for your time. No, I think that's it. Thank you. And Alex, is there any other big pushback to this effort by Sam Licardo and some of the supervisors in the county? I don't know if I'd call it pushback. Um, the attorney for Andrew Hogan and his family, Paula Canney, um, attended a, a press conference with uh, Sheriff Lori Smith, you know, responding to these allegations. So it's somewhat remarkable to me to find myself in this position. Usually I'm cross-examining police officers. But this is somebody who, in an overly simplistic view, you would expect would be on the side criticizing the sheriff, uh, an, an attorney who's represented people who've been injured in jail custody. But Kenny is making a broader point here. And what I'm here to say is that the sheriff has been tasked and the sheriff's department, every really every sheriff's department in the state of California is being tasked to do an impossible task. My Which is that as long as you rely on jails to be the de facto psychiatric treatment facilities in the United States, that awful things like this will continue to happen. And that that doesn't really, it doesn't really matter who the sheriff is who is is put in sort of a position to have responsibility for that. And so if you want to attack the sheriff for trying to do a job that jails were not ever intended to be treatment facilities for mentally ill people, you're going to have problems. She points to, you know, in the Andrew Hogan case in particular, that he had been to county psychiatric services seeking treatment 18 times and often was turned away for lack of space and availability of treatment before he ended up in the situation that he did in Santa Clara County jail custody. But there is certainly a lot to be concerned about around cases of, you know, the the allegations of of bribery and political corruption. And I remain very interested in what kind of and how thorough an investigation was done internally in the sheriff's office um, after Andrew Hogan's case. 
Looking forward, Alex, it seems like there are a lot of different threads going on here, a lot of different things included in in what the elected officials would like to see happen with Sheriff Lori Smith. What will actually be happening if those investigations go forward? Like who's going to be doing the investigating? Traditionally, sheriffs are just highly independent. They have a lot of independence and sort of autonomy and authority. The Board of Supervisors doesn't control the sheriff. So what they're doing is they're asking for really criminal or civil investigation agencies. This is the U.S. Department of Justice, the State Department of Justice, the Fair Political Practices Commission, the County Civil Grand Jury, which is interesting because that entity, I understand, there's a mechanism for a county civil grand jury to actually remove an an elected official, not to put the cart in front of the horse, but that has the power to lead to the removal of an elected official. I think people are really curious to see what happens because Sheriff Lori Smith has been around for so long and we've sort of heard whispers of, of you know, bribery scandals and abuse in jails, but we haven't seen anything really come of any of that. And now we might. I think that there's a big fight brewing in Santa Clara County. I mean, obviously, but with more to come. There is a, a burgeoning, a growing a political coalition that is really pulling out all the stops here and, and, and trying everything that they can to remove this sheriff from office. And she is aware of that and has no intention of going anywhere. So I think that that sets up kind of an ongoing battle that we're going to have to watch. Alex Oddity, thank you very much for speaking with us. Thank you. Thanks, Devin. On January 14th, Sheriff Smith made her first appearance in court. A civil grand jury has filed seven accusations of misconduct. If there is a trial, and if the jury finds her guilty on any one of these accusations, the court can remove her from office. The next hearing is on March 15th. Thanks again to KQED reporters Alex Emsley and Aditi Bunlamudi. This episode of The Bay was originally produced by Christopher Beale and me, Alan Montecilio. It was hosted by Devin Kadiyama. You can find us on Twitter at The Bay KQED. Thanks again for listening to the show. I'm Alan Montecilio. Talk to you next time. Do you love learning about the San Francisco Bay Area? Its history, its people, its unique blend of cultures? Then you should check out the Bay Curious book. I'm Katrina Schwartz, editor and producer on the Bay Curious podcast, and I'm here to let you know that for the month of May, we've worked out a sweet deal for KQED podcast listeners. Right now, you can get the Bay Curious ebook for $1.99. That's right, $1.99. Just search for Bay Curious wherever you get your ebooks or find a link in our show notes. This offer does expire at the end of the month, though, so you'll want to act on it fast. Happy reading! Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just what we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio. It was always KQED. 
And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support.